0: Good morning and good Chodesh, Chodesh Tov. Mishinich Adamar Ben simcha. It's not just any ordinary month. It is the month in which we enter the month. The month enters us. And we're filled with a sense of Simcha, of joy. in Mirza I want to thank our generous sponsors this morning. Our Muna series is always sponsored by Avi and Bella Morgan. Doctor Avi and Bella Morgan, in memory of Rabbi Dr. Brian Galbet. In memory of Bella's mother, Dr. Ellen Shanzer. Also sponsored this morning by Esti and Mike Lupin nishmas in memory of Esther Rav in memory of Esti I want to begin by sharing a couple quick emails, Emuna's stories, keep them coming. I love the feedback and the messages. Not just it's entertaining or interesting, but it's inspiring and we see one another, it's mechazik each other, to apply and to put the emuna, emuna principles into practice. They're not theoretical, they're not abstract, but they're meant to inform and inspire our lives, our daily living and get us through whatever is uh, going on, big or small, major or minor, whatever it is that we need, to, uh, we need to work on. So this, first of all, last week we spoke about the notion of whatever we're listening to or speaking about or watching while we're cooking goes as one of the ingredients into the food that we're eating. I want to thank you for inspiring shirim you put out. Another time to give up, blah, blah, blah. Most of nights while I'm cooking for Shabbos, I play your Pasha Perspectives. I try to play your Amunashir while cooking dinner another night during the week. Tonight I literally laughed out loud while listening to Amunashir. Living with Amunah number 259, what gives you chias and cooking meatballs? You mentioned the idea that food metaphysically takes in all the kavanas while we have all making it. There were examples about listening to not good things while cooking and giving bad koach to the food. I started laughing because Baruch Hashem, in my case, is the opposite. My Shabbos food is usually infused with your parsha and my dinner with the amuna. This is why the Shabbos food always comes out well. So I'm, I'm grateful that I can take responsibility and credit for the good recipes and the good food that are coming out. Sometimes I have to pause my cooking to take notes. It's an even greater flavor enhancer. Just wanted to share that with you, Rav. But I really wanted to share with you because I, I love this email. And this email comes from our series sponsor. This comes from Avi Morgan. Well, as you know, my wife and I are regular listeners. you have a minute, 10 minutes, and parsha, blah, 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 blah. When I part, they don't write blah, 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 blah. That's just <laughs> my getting uncomfortable when people write nice things. What I particularly appreciate in your shurim is the moon-enhancing strategies I can implement immediately. In particular... I want to thank you for the suggestion to start a family WhatsApp Hashkacha Pratis group. You remember when ad nauseum, every week, every month, we would talk about, ours is still active, just yesterday, several posts, each family should have a Hashkacha Pratis WhatsApp group. You could write, you could record voice notes. When something happens in your life that's not coincidental, it's not random, it's not chance, and there's meaning or purpose to it, and you want to acknowledge Hashem in it, and that reinforces for one another, reinforces mostly, and most importantly, for ourselves ourselves. That we don't just talk about Hashem at the Living with when We don't leave Hashem in the shul of the base Medrash. He comes with us everywhere we go throughout the day. In fact, just yesterday I left a message in our family WhatsApp group. It's very important Hashkachah. Protest stories are not always the positive. And this worked out, and you won't believe why I ran into it. You don't believe how it opened up for me. You don't believe I got the jai. You won't believe. Amazing. Hashem is amazing. Thank you, Hashem. But everything is Hashkacha. even when it doesn't work out. So we were on this uh, two and a half day men's Mavakshim fly into New York, which was. Outrageous, outstanding, incredible. I can't wait to share so many of the ideas that we heard from great, great people that we spent time with. And I was trying to update my status on WhatsApp throughout to share the inspiration with the people that we met with. And it wasn't easy. Painstakingly, each time I would write who they were and where the Rosh Hashiva and post some pictures and a video. And I had my status was from Sunday evening when it began through yesterday afternoon when it was going on. And then when someone said, hey, how come you're not writing, putting anything in your status? I said, what do you mean? I haven't stopped posting. And then I checked my status to find it was set to private. So I was doing all that work for absolutely nobody at all in the whole world. So that was aggravating. It was frustrating. And then I remember this amazing share. I go to on Wednesday mornings. And I said, okay, it wasn't meant to get shared over that time in that way. So it was just the way it was meant to be. And then I got aggravated and frustrated. And then I reminded myself it's the way it's supposed to be. So then I left a message in our Family WhatsApp, Hashkacha Pratis group. Because I said, isn't Hashem amazing? Hashkacha Pratis was set to private. I don't know who changed it, how it got changed, why that happened, but it too is Hashkacha Pratis. It's not only Hashkacha Pratis. When you made the flight, when you got the seat, when things worked out, when the parking spot opened up, you don't just leave the message, you don't just record the voice note when everything worked out and it's perfect and it's amazing, you see the hand of Hashem. and and this should be the worst thing that ever happens to me in my life, that it was set to private and I wasted a lot of time and energy. Halavai, that should be the worst thing that happens in my day, let alone in my my life. It was nothing in the bigger scheme of things, but it's frustrating, but we've got to leave those as messages too. They too are Hashkach HaPratis. But listen to what Avi Morgan writes. He says, Start a family WhatsApp Hashkach HaPratis group, which we did about a year ago. A few months after starting it, my son Jeremy, who's learning at Yeshiva Kotel, initiated a WhatsApp Hashkach, group with his friends called Tales of Faith. The group has, Baruch Hashem, been very successful with over 860 participants. Numerous daily stories being shared from around the world on people's experience of seeing Yad Hashem in their lives. On behalf of the nearly 900 people who are the beneficiaries of the suggestion, thank you for enhancing our mindfulness of HaKadosh Baruch's presence in our life. P.S., feel free to read this at the Emuna share. So, if you haven't yet started it, You've got to start it because Hashem is all around us and He's talking to us every day and He's talking to us throughout the day and sometimes He's talking to us through the amazing things that work out and that work out well, that work out perfectly and sometimes He's talking to us through the things that we're not meant to be, we're not meant to be achieved or shared, we're not meant to continue, it's painful, but yet it too, He is speaking and the question is whether we are listening. Today's our Shodesh Adar the Mishlin Shkolem tells us that, Be'echad ba'adar mashmien ala shkalim the first of the month of Adar, they would make an announcement. Mashmian, they would declare, they would pronounce, they'd make an announcement that everyone has to give the machetz a shekel. They would collect the half shekel from each person. We read last Shabbos, parashashkolem, preceding this week, the first of Adar, because the practice took place on the first of Adar. They would announce everybody, give your half shekel, and these were the funds that went to the communal sacrifices. This is what supported the operation of the Mishkan and of the Beis Mikdash. But that language, Mashmian, Mashmi'an, make it be heard that it's time to give the half shekel. Just sort of a funny way to make the announcement. Mashmi'an should be, make an announcement. Mach reason, make an announcement. Pronounce, send out a mass email, mass text, take out a billboard. Announce, announce. What do you mean mashmi'an? So the base of Israel, the Rebbe writes, Ha-la di'isa nasu av izhirim Benishma. nishma. Yehzeh ba'inyin mashmi'an shish shamu. After NASA comes Nishma. So yes, we were credited with 600,000 crowns for putting NASA before Nishma, but don't forget, after the Nashma, after the pledge and the promise that we're ready to do, you got to listen. You got to become a listener. You have to learn how to listen, how to plumb the depths, how to analyze and evaluate, how to see the premious, how to see the depths of what is happening. There's something so much deeper. And this is the month, the month of Adar, is the month of Mashmian, of listening, listening carefully. Listen to Hashem, He's all around us. Look and listen and alert and arouse all the five senses because when we do, then we don't have to remember, oh yeah, there's Hashem, I forgot. But He's all around us, He's talking to us and He is revealing Himself to us and that is the mission of Adar, Alev Dar, the Aluf is Dar. God is more present, He's more dwelling, He's more intensely revealed, He's more intensely felt. We have to be listening. Mashmien al the bi Kalayim. Are we mashmim, are we shomim, are we listening to Hashem, to Hashem all around us? And the way that we eliminate him is the koach hashmiah, That the way we eliminate a Amalek. He goes on and on about this idea, but that is the month of, of Adar. That is what we're getting busy, at what we're working on this month. Adar. Don't just enter the calendar. Let Adar enter you. And then marbin Basimcha. You want simcha, you want joy in life? You want to not get frustrated or fly off the handle when your settings were set to private? Or when you missed the flight or didn't get the parking spot? Or someone disappointed you? Or something aggravated you? How do you maintain and preserve your sense of simcha? Nonetheless, not just when you enter the calendar, but when Adar enters us. When we make that effort to see, to find, to talk to, to feel, to hear Hashem in our lives, Megillah Esther, megalah the Nistar, we reveal the hiddenness. We are in Tiva Emunah, of Gamila of wonderful Sefer on Emunah, on page Ayin, Hey, the mitzvah of Hashem, the mitzvah of loving Hashem, and anyone else wants source sheets, they're up here, and how we see that through Shema. Isa B'Gemar, the Gemara Barachos tells us, called a Shema b'lo Tefillin, kilomeyur eda sheker ba'atzmo, person who reads who declares Shema without wearing Tefillin, they have offered false test- testimony. Why? Omer because it says in By the way, we made new cups. Poured your cup of coffee. Caffeinate with kavana. We made better quality, higher quality cups with an insulated sleeve. The same message on both sides. Caffeinate with kavana. You get them if you come to the Amunashir. You can't get it on YouTube, but if you come live in person in the back, I won't look if you want to take an extra one home with you to have a coffee tomorrow. But caffeinate with kavanah. Hashem, mashmir, are you listening? Hashem is in the cup of coffee. It's unbelievable. He's inside the cup of coffee. Coffee is the second biggest commodity that's traded in the world. You know what the first is? Oil. And afterwards, coffee. The world runs on coffee. I don't know which flavor, which brand. I'm not going to endorse any particular company. But if you haven't slept much, if you've been traveling a lot, if you've been pushing yourself... Hashem is mamish, is in the coffee. Caffeinate, but don't just caffeinate because you're trying to get your day started. Caffeinate with kavana is Mashmian. Listen, listen, in the, oh, the taste and the smell, in the in the uh, alertness and the, and the little impact that you get afterwards, mamish with kavana. Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech so, Because it says, One is supposed to wrap the tefillin on them. By the way, the tefillin correspond with nasa v'nishma. The arm is nasa. It's the place of action. And the head is the place of nishma. It's the place of listening and processing and learning and believing. So nasa v'nishma. When a man puts on tefillin every day, nasa v'nishma. Why don't women wear tefillin? It's a subject for another time. Rabbi Ari Kaplan writes in his book on tefillin, that men need that external physical stimulus, that reminder to find that connection. Women have an internal. The armed tefillin are symbolic of the umbilical cord that connect us to the muck or to the core. Women, Mirtechem, those who long to and want to, should be blessed with healthy, beautiful children. But women whose very body, whose very anatomy carries the tefillin inside, they don't need the tefillin externally imposed on them to achieve these values, these these messages. But more internally, more instinctively, the umbilical cord connecting to the makor, to the placenta, to the source of life, it's, uh, it's more internal to them. So here we recite this pasuk, whether you're reciting it because you do it, or you're reciting it because we believe in it and subscribe to it. But a man who says shema without wearing tefillin is a liar, is a liar. Hare, he's not wearing the tefillin. Avhalven is don't come bura wonders here. The Gemara concludes that if you say shema without wearing tefillin, page I and A seventy-five. If you say shema without wearing tefillin, you're a liar. Midvash sheker tirchak. We read in last week's parsha. Midvash sheker tirchak. It's not enough that You have to speak the truth. You have to get away from falsehood. Stay away from lies. The Rebbe Reb Zusha says something so holy. The Rebbe Reb Zusha says, Midvar Sheker, when you're connected to lies, to deception, to distortions of truth, Midvar Sheker, when you're comfortable bending the truth and lying and exaggerating, Tirchak, then you're far away from Hashem. Not Midvar Sheker, Tirchak, stay far away from Sheker, but Midvar Sheker, from something of Sheker. If you're connected or attached to lies, deception, To dishonesty, to a lack of integrity, the result of living such a life, tirchak, you'll be far away from Hashem. Midvar sheker, you give away your olam haba. It's worth it for that to give away your olam haba, because you didn't declare it as you declared something a business expense that wasn't. Because you paid in cash, you were trying to avoid the taxes. That's worth your olam haba. I don't remember which year I told the story recently about a certain vendor we did business with who said, "Don't forget to bring the cash to the simcha." Said why? To save in the taxes. I said, well, why would I do that? Dina de Dina. says you can't cheat and lie and steal. It's a very religious neighbor. You're a very religious person. Why, why would we do that? And is that worth Olam Haba? Whatever you're going to save. If it were a billion dollars, maybe. <laughs> Whatever you're going to save. Is that worth your Olam Haba? Midvar Sheker. Is it worth your integrity? Kosh Baruch Hu. The signature of Hashem. You know how he signs his name? Emes. That's the signature. He signs his name, the Gemara Sechazal say, Chosama Shal Baruch Emes. The sign, the signature of Hashem is truth, integrity, honesty. It's a lonely word. And when people lie and they deceive and they bend the truth and they manipulate and they lack integrity, some of it sort of innocuous and innocent and benign. People exaggerate a story. People exaggerate what time they're going to be there. People exaggerate... I love when people come to me and they say, you know, Rabbi, people are saying X. So I've learned to say, how many people? Wow. It's not that many, it's just I want a few. So how, so how many? Five, six? Who thought? I'd love to talk to them. Okay, it's just me. <laughs> this is how I feel, you know? Midvar sheker. It's a sheker. It's a sheker. If you say I'm on my home and you're sitting behind your desk, if you say I'll be there in two minutes and you're 20 minutes away, it's a sheker. Midvar sheker you exaggerate the story because it makes you feel better. Midvar Sheker. If you say it's a business expense when it was a personal expense, if you're paying cash to avoid the taxes, you cheat, it's Sheker. Midvar Sheker, it's not just Midvar Sheker, Tirchak, stay far away from Sheker. The Rebbe Rab-Zusha says, Midvar Sheker, Tirchak. So you go to the Amunashir and you daven, and you shakal, and you say the Tehillim, and you reap it from a and you say parashatamon every day, and you want to get close to the Kodesh Baruch Hu and yet you exaggerate, and you lie, and you cheat, and you're dishonest, and you have no integrity, and your word is not your bond when you make a deal. Midvar Sheker, I don't care how many Tehillim, I don't care how much chuckling, I don't care how much davening. Tirchak! You're going to be far away from Hashem. He's allergic. Kesh Baruch allergic. Tirchak! He can't be connected because his chosom, his signature, his seal is ms. He is the source of truth. Midvar Sheker, Tirchak. So a yid's going to say, Shema, ukshartim losa yadecha. And he's not wearing tfilin? Can't be. Can't be. So the Gemara already says in Yadalad that Uksharatulas you have to wear tefillin, and you're not wearing tefillin. So it can't be. Taisus Mishnah there discuss, but there's another problem. If it can't be. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. Thank you. God should bless all of you too. Mashmid. <laughs> Hashem is found in a sneeze. A sneeze is a dangerous moment. Even in science, medicine sees a sneeze, you could, your, your, your internal organs could explode when you sneeze. The most dangerous thing while you're driving oh, yes. is to sneeze. Because when you sneeze, your eyes close. So your, your reaction time, it's the, every time you sneeze in a car, you should bench gomal afterwards. It's a miracle. Do you see Hashem? Do you feel Hashem? Hashem is unbelievable. He's all around us. One of the, I know I'm all over the place today, but... Just come on this journey with me. It is just it is the way it is. There hasn't been a lot of sleep lately. It just is the way it is. So You could come with me. You could get lost. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. So one of the people we met with in Lakewood was Rav Simcha Bunim Kohn. You know, all the arts scroll books. He really really was the beginning of the genre, towards the beginning of the genre. But um, Rav Simcha Bunim Kohn, the art school Radiance of Shabbos, Shabbos Kitchen, Yontif Kitchen. He wrote all these books. Muktza, Raising Children, all these books. So I thought we were going to meet with him and it was going to be this hardcore, like halacha and shilas and details and minutia. But instead, all he wanted to talk about was how amazing Hashem is. His wife's a granddaughter of Rav Victor Miller and he was just telling stories of Rav Victor Miller. And he, he like, like, he asked, does anyone here know how many teeth they have in their mouth? Do you thank Hashem every day for your teeth? Thank Hashem for your teeth. talking about Rav Victor Miller was 92, he still had all his teeth. The doctor didn't understand how can you still have all your teeth? He was in the hospital and they said he brought a little bowl of water at night said, to put your teeth in. He said, how? They're all attached to my mouth. <laughs> so the, the nurse said, you're 92, how is that possible? No 92 year old has all their teeth. He said, every single day I looked in the mirror, I counted my teeth and I thanked Hashem for my teeth. Every day I chewed, I, thought I was grateful for the teeth. So then he looked at us and said, anyone here even know how many teeth you have in your mouth? How many teeth do you have? How many teeth do you had? And the next morning, Rabbi Brody said, he tried to count his teeth day so He couldn't he needs to go to the dentist to figure out a teeth. Around. So you got to look at Hashem as every Mashmian, are you listening? Every time you chew, and you were able to chew, and you had your own teeth to chew, did you hear Hashem and say, wow, thank you, Hashem. It's unbelievable. Thank you, Hashem. It's incredible. It's incredible. Anyway, so how could it be? The Gemara wonders, you're not allowed to say Shema without tefillin because you're a liar. You're not wearing tefillin, and it says you wear tefillin. You know what else it says? V'yahavtos Hashem alo you have to love Hashem, your God. How could you say this paragraph if you don't love Hashem? Just like the Gemara says, you can't say Shema without tefillin. We go to the ends of the earth to wear tefillin before we put on Shema. When Chabad stops somebody, we met with David Lichtenstein, the Halachic Headlines. So he was talking about the Aleph Institute, how amazing the Aleph Institute is, Rabbi Lipsker, Rabbi Biosky, Rabbi came to meet with him. And David Lichtenstein is a very busy man, very successful man, very accomplished man, very influential man. He runs on a very, very tight schedule. So Aleph, he asked yes if he could come to his house to meet with him. He's looking at the clock. It's late, and it's late, and where is he, and why is he late, and he's got to go, and well, what's the story with this meeting? So he goes to look outside, maybe he's coming, and he looks out the window, and he sees the rabbi's putting tefillin on his gardener. <laughs> Unbelievable. So you put tefillin on. So every time Chabad puts tefillin on somebody, what do they have the person say? "Shma? Shema. It's a big Indian, It's a big idea that you say Shema. Shema is the tefillin. You can't put, you can't say Shema without wearing tefillin. Why? Because you look like a liar. And Midvar Sheker, Tirchak. So wonders in the mishnah bura. So how can you say Shema if you don't love Hashem? Because Shema also says, You have to love Hashem, your God. Isn't it Eidus Sheker? You're talking all about Shema. You have to love Hashem, and I love you, but do you love Him? Don't just say you love Him. Do you love Him? The alayna, Hashem. And how are we meant to love Him? We're supposed to love Him with all of our hearts. Not all of our heart. All of our hearts. In the plural. I mean like Yiddish, like Hezig. All of our hearts. How many hearts does a person have? There are four chambers in the heart, but one heart. So how do we love Hashem with two hearts? So the Mishnah wonders that. It should say bechol. should B'chol libecha means with your heart, your one heart. What is b'chol levavcha? Your two hearts. How many hearts do we have? So the Mishnah says Bishna yitzirecha, with both your yitzahara and your Atov. we direct both our good inclination that's easier, our positive and our good inclination towards the service of Hashem, but also our yitzahara, whatever we have a yitzahara for, we can rechannel it and redirect it towards Hashem. Whatever the Yeh drives us, whatever that appetite, that insatiable appetite, is it for money? Is it for licentiousness and promiscuity? Is it for gossip? Is it jealousy, anger? Is it passion flying off the handle? Whatever our struggle, our Yeh that Yeh can be channeled and directed, that energy towards Hashem. So we have to love Hashem. We have to love Hashem. So we have to love Maser nefesh. We have to be willing to be Moser nefesh, what are we willing to give up? What are we willing to sacrifice? What are we willing to sacrifice? Throughout our history, there are people who died al Kiddush Hashem. They're willing to give up their lives to die as a Jew. What are we willing to give up? Our favorite restaurant, a little sleep, our Saturday, the juicy Lashanhara. What are we willing to give up? What are we willing to be Moser nefesh? <laughs> Mishnah said, B'chol ma'odecha is all of our resources. Ma'od. Whatever we want more and more and more of, are we willing to take the very thing that we want, more and more and more of, the, that which we want to accumulate and amass, the thing we want, ma'od, 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 B'chol ma'odecha. Take it and give it and turn it to Hashem. Says Rav Gamliel, does a person ever stop and think, what am I saying here? We just, in the morning and at night, and in bed, we just mutter and we swallow Shema. We spend time with Rav Reisman, Rashi Bittor Vadas. He taught us, I won't take the time now to tell you, but the rules of grammar. It's not via hafta, it's via hafta. And there's two different meanings to the word. If you say vi'ahavta versus vi'ahavta, milael, milara, vi'ahavta, is past tense, but it's vi'ahavta, it's future tense. We're being commanded, love Hashem. So the way we pronounce it changes the meaning of the word. There are five examples of Shema, vi'ahavta, vi'ahavta, barta, So vi'ahavta, so it's vi'ahavta. Do we know what we're saying? Do we even know what we're saying? Or we just swallow it, we mutter it, we fly through it, put a check mark next to it, Said Shema, shine, good, move on. Do we know what we're saying? If we don't know what we're saying, we don't believe what we're saying, we're not practicing what we're saying. It's Eidu Shekhar, a bunch of liars. A bunch of liars. Just like you can't say Shema without filling because Eidu Shekhar, you're lying. How can you say Yahatu Shema Kacha? And we don't love him. As much as we make an effort to order matzah, to sit in a sukkah, to shake a little, to hear the shofar, to light the Shabbos candles. There's a mitzvah to love Hashem. It's no less important or significant or important. So how could we say it and not believe it and not practice it? If you have to. To love Hashem. Sang, it's the easy part. Don't just say it. You have to do it. To do it. to do it. It's easy to say it. It's easy to say it. I've told you the story a million times. one of my favorite stories Ravavi tells. He's flying back in called his son, I need a ride from the airport. You know the story. He says, I'm flying in, I'm landing at this time. as was before Uber and Lyft and uh, any of the easy ways to get around. Son says, Abba, I love you so much, but unfortunately I'm busy that I can't pick you up. He said, listen, I tried everyone else. Your mother's busy. i have put in a place I need to be. I really need you to pick me up at the airport. Abba, I love you like no son's ever loved a father. My love for you runs so deep. If I told you how much I love you, I wish I could. I just, I can't. He said, right, I hear, I hear, but I just, I need you to pick me up. So rearrange your schedule, do what you got to do, but I need you. He said, Abba, I, I can't even put into words how much I love you. I, I, I love you, I respect you, I love you so, so much. I, I just, I can't. So he said to his son, do me a favor. Love me less and pick me up at the airport. So the Ribbon Shalom regularly says to us, the Ribbon Shalom, it's such a powerful story. Because to say I love you is easy. Yeah. Yeah. There, are, there are beautiful people who don't say it unless they mean it. We should really mean it because we've totally destroyed this word because we use the same word to describe our, our favorite food and our favorite song and our favorite place to visit and our favorite parsha, and our favorite people. Right? So a song comes down, oh, I love Shwek, I love Simchol, I love... No, you don't. My kids know since they're little... Every time they say they love, I love Jesus. No, you don't. You like it. You love me. Because if we use that same word for everything, what have we done to that word? We, we're done. We depleted our vocabulary. We have no word left to use for the people that we really love, like Hashem. So we shouldn't use the word unless we mean it, unless we feel it, unless it's real. And when we use it, we should not just say it, but we should practice it. Because love is not an adjective. Love is a verb. Love is a verb. Love me less and pick me up at the airport. So we say, Every morning and every night, we fulfill this biblical commandment to say that we love Hashem, to mention it every morning and every evening. And Hashem says, Do me a favor. Love me less and pick me up at the airport. Love me less don't say you love me. show me. Practice. Love my other children. Love me, talk to me, give time, make time for me. So how can we say it? We don't mean it. on the other hand, Hashem loves us. He loves us explicitly. He loves us immensely. Without any doubt,. Avas olam ahaftanu. In the paragraph that precedes Shema, we say Hashem, a great love, you have loved us. Habocher be'amo Yisrael. What's the very bracha that we make before we say Shema? Habocher be'amo Yisrael, who chooses the Jewish people? How? be Bi'ahava. In Marav, Avas olam israel After, amcha after. Ohev amo Yisrael. Vobchein matzina ba'ot harbeim mekamashakosh baruchu lanu avasol. Kiddush Baruch Hu in countless other places in Tanakh and through our liturgy, through our davening, Hashem says, I love you. Are we listening? Do we hear it? Do we feel His embrace? He's telling us constantly, mashmin, and we just have to turn ourselves into people who hear it. Other religions stole this from us. It's a terrible thing. There are Jews who actually believe you're not supposed to believe Hashem loves us. He doesn't have feelings. He doesn't have emotions. He's infinite, omnipotent. And he doesn't. Those are true. We can't relate or understand. He doesn't have those feelings, but we're meant to relate to him as if he does. Because in our love language, whatever it is, there's a love language. So the language we use for Hashem is the language of love. You know which love language Hashem speaks? All of them and more. To each of us, he directs the love language we need to hear him. To each of us, he directs the love language that we need to hear. Rabbi Dan who was just here recently, wrote a new book. I forgot what it's called. He gave it to me. I was reading it. It's excellent. He talks about this. He has a whole chapter on Chapman's love languages and the application of Chapman's love languages in the mitzvah of loving Hashem and feeling Hashem's love to us. How do we channel and use our love languages towards Him? How do we hear and feel Him speaking our love language towards us? If you don't know what I'm talking about, you don't speak this language, you should learn it. Chapman's love, you can't have a relationship if you don't understand the notion of the five love languages. Because then you're, you're, you're married to someone and you're talking to, one's talking French, one's talking Italian, one's talking Spanish, Hebrew, Japanese, Yiddish. And yeah, you know, love conquers all and things is the universal language of love. That gets you so far. You need to learn each other's language. Not only in the human relationships, but our relationship with the Ribbono and with Hashem. Maybe I'll share more of this next time we're together. I'll invoke his book. amim. ahafta, ahafta, ahafta. There it's hafta Because it's past tense. You chose us from all among the nations. Ahafta it's shavus. You loved us. Countless psukim, countless brachas, countless davening over and over and over again. Hashem doesn't just say, love me. He says, reciprocate the love I have for you. kadosh. Zohar says, If the people only knew how great Hashem's love is for the Jewish people, we would run and pursue and chase like crazy people to be able to feel it. If we only knew that we could tap into, that we could access, that we could feel, that we could connect with, and who doesn't need it? Who doesn't need it? We desperately need it. We definitely need to hear it. Mashmian, we need to say it. That's the month of Adar. We open the Megillah and Mordechai tells Esther, feel Hashem's love. And we read the story and we realize he's behind the curtain. He's pulling the strings. He's making it all happen. We have to submit and surrender to him. Mashmian. If we just listen, we'll see him, we'll feel him, we'll find him. Adar. Don't just enter the month. Let the month enter us. Because when we do marbin b'simcha, Life is so much more pleasant and enjoyable and happy, and and it's an adventure, and you never know what's next. But Misha Alaf Dar, when you enter a state that Hashem the Aluf, the One Dar, He lives with us, then Marben Mesimcha. Whatever's meant to be, ha? Isn't that funny? The status was on private, ha? Missed the flight, ha? That didn't work out. I'm not talking about profound loss, unbearably painful loss. I'm not talking about moments like that talking about our every day. Today, Rosh Chodesh, it's time. Shkolim also means the weights, the measures. It's time to take stock, to take measure. The scales of life, what matters, what's important, what's unimportant, and what doesn't matter. Are we listening? Do we hear? To know that we love Him and that He loves us. My Rabbi I'll end with this for today. Oh, we're up to a Hele of Hashem. Rav Weinberger tells a story about a young man who, um, who was the best in his yeshiva. Top guy, the mitsuyanim, Right, if he were marriageable age, the in-laws would have to pay for all the support because he was one of the mitsuyanim, Top guy in learning. Top guy, top guy in the shir, top guy in the besmedrish, top guy. And all of a sudden, his father saw that he was slipping. Slipping. He wasn't asking Shiloh the kashas in shir. He wasn't going to shir. He stopped going to shir. Wasn't in the besmedrish, the yeshiva as much. Stopped going to the besmedrish altogether. Was pulling back from keeping Torah and mitzvahs, observance, less and less and less and less. Father's mother, broken heart. They don't know what to do. They're trying to intervene. They're trying to maintain the inspiration. They don't know what to do. They're seeing him slip, slip, further and further and further. And the father went on his phone to see what he's watching, listening. Maybe it gives some insight, glimpse into what's going on over here. And he sees he's listening to Galachim, to pastors and priests, to podcasts of non-Jews. They can't believe what he sees. His heart breaks and he confronts his son he says, it's bad enough, you're not going to shear. Bad enough, you've dropped out of yeshiva. Bad enough, you're no longer keeping Torah and mitzvahs. How could you? What are you listening to? What are you watching? How are you turning to other religions? How could you be? And his son, through his tears, says to his father, he says, you know, all that Torah, all those Rebbeim, all those years in yeshiva, all that intensity, all that accomplishment I had in learning, he said, in one podcast of them, I heard something I never heard in all my years. They talk over and over about, God loves you. I need to know and I need to feel and I need to hear that God loves me. And I was never told it and I never heard it and it was never said. How tragic, by Yenim, by the others, by Galachim, they took it, they stole it from us. Last time I wrote about this, I got a bunch of emails arguing. There are people who think, Khalila, how could you say such a... I don't know. You don't have it? You don't say Avas olam ahavtanu? You don't say Abuchayabamay Yisrael b'yava? You don't say Avas olamay Yisrael amcha ahavta Ma m'ayisrael? You don't say ahavti eschem amar Hashem malachi? You don't say atavachartanu mikola amem Ahafta osanu? We don't say these words. All we do is talk about Hashem loves us. So we say, vi ahavta I'm working on it. Reisman, I'm working on it. Vi ahavta as Hashem l'kecha b'chol We invoke and we remember. We have a mitzvah. We have to remember. We have to love Hashem. And He loves us. He says, love me less and pick me up at the airport. And we say to Hashem, love me more. Speak my love language. I need to feel your embrace. Every morning when I put on my talus, I shouldn't say every morning. I try to remember every morning. Put on the talus, it's a hug from Hashem. Who doesn't need a hug? A hug just wrapped in the arms of Hashem. So whether your love language is physical touch, or acts of service, or acknowledgement, whatever your love language, Hashem speaks them all. You have to be listening. Today's the day we start listening. mashmin al Take stock, take measure. See the scales of what matters, what doesn't matter, what's important, what's unimportant. And listen. Tune up your antenna. Open your antenna. Nobody knows what's an antenna anymore. It used to be these things, antenna... Antenna. You had to lower it when you went through the car wash, so it wouldn't snap off the antenna. Extend your antenna, if you know what I'm talking about, and take in the signal and listen. Mashmiyan. He's talking. He loves us. He loves us. And when you say Shema, just like you can't say Shema without tefillin, because you're made of sheker, midvash sheker tirchak. The Rebbe B'zusha. You don't want to be far from Hashem. So just like you have to say, you have to wear tefillin if you're going to say Shema. Similarly, you have to love Hashem if you're going to say. You can't say it. It's Eid the You're a liar. So before you say Shema every day, next time you're going to say Shema. Some haven't daven chakras yet. When you close your eyes, when you put your hands over your eyes, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, don't just Kabbalah Salmach Take that deep breath and say, Hashem, I love you. I know you love me and I love you. Feel and identify the last time, the last place you felt His love. Before you say Shema, press play on the last message in your family. WhatsApp group, Hashka HaPratis. And if your family doesn't have one, then join Tales of Faith. There's a link. I'll post it in our group. Join the 900 people in Tales of Faith who are sharing stories with one another every day of feeling Hashem in your life because you don't have enough WhatsApp groups in your life. It should be a kapara. But Tales of Faith, join this one. Start your own. And every day, Kielu, literally or figuratively, plus play on a story before you say Shema. Say, Hashem, I feel your love. You tell your own story. Tell your own story. Write down a story so that before you say your next Shema, you remember the last time you felt his love, his hug. And when you remember that, now when you say, V'yahavta, you say it properly, Es Hashem alakecha, you won't be made as a sheker. You're not saying something untrue. You're saying something that's true from the bottom of our hearts. Wishing everyone a good chaydish. Stay happy, stay holy, stay healthy should be a happy month filled with bracha and simcha and nechama and only the best of everything. Pashashir right now. We didn't have it yesterday, but we're doing it at 9.30. If you don't have the link, join. It's on the YouTube channel. And tonight we're going behind the beam of Bernie Marcus, the founder of Home Depot.